I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another episode of Ali La Rouge. Joining me today at Atkinson Stanley's manager, John Coleman, and making their debuts, Liverpool season ticket holder, Paul Taylor, and lifelong Everton fan, Jimmy Clark, who's going to give his unbiased reaction to the <laughs> controversial derby match. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the match took place last Saturday. Uh, let's say it wasn't a classic, was it? But maybe that was because it was our 12 kickoff, or maybe that was because Sean Dice was pretending he was a, a Burnley manager still. John, what do you uh, think? I think the half 12 kickoff is it's in the end now. And, you know, it's good for me, really, because I get to watch it yeah. <laughs> so, before our game. So, you know, it's, it's really good for me. I like them, but I always fear for them. Um, even going back to the start of last season, you know, hundred percent record this season. Yes, I know. I've gathered that, yeah, but uh, it's still early days, isn't it? So I don't think we play our best. Um, I think the derby games are strange, aren't they? They always have been. They always yeah. will be. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you you can play your true game in it. It's got the record for the most sending offs yeah. in any yeah, fixture, yeah. which yeah. is quite understandable. Um, and a lot, lot will get made about the sending-offs. Um, I thought Ashley Young, for his experience, uh, should be wise enough to know not to throw himself in again for the second one. Yeah. I think Canate should have been sent off. Yeah. Because uh, he's one of them players that, you know, once he got booted, I think it would have been wise to, to take him off. Yeah. But I don't think anything would have changed the results. I think Liverpool would have found a way. I think Liverpool would have found a way to win the game without playing particularly well. That's Liverpool's ilk of recent years. Yeah. And in games like that, they generally do find a way. Paul, it was a pretty low-key game, wasn't it? In many respects for the derby. You know, we used to... Flatter in some respects, I think. Very yeah. flat, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, is that down to the half 12 or just down to the fact that it's, you know, Liverpool thinking, you know, it's Everton just going to park the bus? You know, what do you think? I'd, I'd like not to think it was, it was the last piece. I think I tend to agree with John. We've got a bit of a phobia about 12 30 kickoff sometimes, even though we are doing quite well with it. Um, I just think it's it difficult to get into the game. But, but the, Everton. The crowd was flat, wasn't the, it? The crowd was flat. And I think. I, I thought Everton took advantage of it to a certain extent. I thought they were quite. They, were, they played reasonably well, I thought, Everton, to be fair. You know? But I thought I agree with John. I thought they were always going to. Always going to win it, but twelve thirty kickoffs. I don't like them, John. You do. You well, can see the but game. But the one thing you're saying about we're up, we're hundred percent this year. But cast your mind back to the first half. 
against yeah. Wolves. Oh, yeah, it's it's woeful. It woeful. Absolutely <laughs> dreadful. So, you know, results can mask things, can't they? Mm. So, Jimmy, you know, as an Evertonian, how did you view the game? I mean, this is a totally unbiased yeah, view now, because well, I know you're, you're well, a very I, unbiased I, I, person, I, aren't you? Yeah, I, I'd take a slightly different view of it, really. To be honest with you, it makes me sad to hear the gang of Liverpoolians being sympathetic towards Everton, the 12 30 <laughs> kickoff, and, and the crowd was a bit flat. I think the reality is it's flat because, to be honest with you, Liverpool expected and I expected Liverpool to win. You know, and we haven't yet got a personality in the team. Everton, and you haven't developed yet a style of play, a personality, whatever way you want to call it, that kind of says that's where our threat's going to come from. It's bitty, it's bitty. And against a team like Liverpool, yeah, we have, I don't think they've really gone into top gear yet. Mm. But if you look at the statistics of Everton, even before uh, Sean Dyche came along, we don't keep the ball. And against a team that does keep the ball and then and, and usually has an attack when they've got the ball, you know, they, they, they only you know, kind of like lose it very occasionally in the middle of the back four, then you do fear a little bit. So I think a lot of Evertonians, why we all hope, because that's what Evertonians are made of, hope, 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 that something will go wrong, that one of the, you know, the goalie will have a bad game or someone will have yeah. a bad game. I don't think you can generate enough. I think a lot of the time you turn around apprehensive. You know, if Liverpool score an early goal, what's going to happen here? Yeah. So I think a slightly. Carver Lewin had a great chance, didn't he? In the in the first few. The years. only yeah. chance. Yeah. You know, the only chance. He should have made more of it, I think. Well, yeah. Well, maybe maybe too early in the game. Maybe yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But. I know we're jumping to the lose game, but when you see some of the chances that were missed last night, I don't think a little letter from like eight ten yards out can be blamed. I mean, there were some absolutely blatant misses in the lose game yesterday. But when he's on top top form, that's one of his assets, I think. I really do think it's one of his assets. Anyway, that could have made a difference, but it was a poor... It was a poor, uh, yeah. it was a poor so I, 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 I expected to be beaten. As I, I, was, I was in Dundalk with a, with a friend of mine watching the game on telly, and I said before, and I said 2-0 to Liverpool. Yeah. didn't surprise me. There were some things in the game that I'm sure we're going to talk about, for the twists yeah, and turns. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I thought Everton were Everton, and Liverpool were probably a little bit below par, and I know... And I'd like to have a bit of fire in my belly and turn around and say we was robbed, but we weren't robbed. Liverpool, I don't know what the statistics were. So you, you watched it in Dundalk, was that in the pub, was it? Yeah, yeah. And what was it, mainly Liverpool fans in there? Or? There was a few Evertonians. Yeah. I think there was probably about 100 people in the, in the, in the pub. Obviously, there were other people who weren't interested in the game, but I'd say the group of people who were surrounding the pub, there were about 20. I'd say it was probably about 15 Liverpool yeah. fans, five Everson fans. And the lad I was with went over to Dundalk where he was a big mad red anyway. So we were having this kind of banter yeah. anyway. Back with Ironically, you're not far short of the split in the, in the city, are you? Know? It's two to one, isn't it? <laughs> now you're getting really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Good ratio, yeah. actually. One in three. It's, it's one yeah, in two, actually, yeah, in the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. The truth didn't last long. <laughs> I was just going to say, you can see Well, it, it's quite interesting because the, the rule of two, you know, Mathematics is a, a cruel aren't they? You know what I mean? But the rule of two, I always think Liverpool are going to win by two clear goals. I've got four kids, three reds and one blue, and, and, and we got beat against 2 0. And so I think it's pretty like, you know. Do you think, um, you know, do you think Ashley Young going off, do you think that changed the game, or do you think that was just, you know. Well, of course be... it's changed the game. You know what I mean? You're down to 10 men against one of the best teams in Europe, you know, yeah. and the best and mediocre yeah. Everton team. Of course it's going to change the game. Yeah. I think in some way it might have galvanised Evans defensively. Uh, you know, Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. have got this propensity to amble through games they think that they're comfortable in. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it bites them and it's, 
uh, it was one of them games I, I always I always expected Liverpool to win no matter what happens in yeah. the game I think even if Everton had equalised I think you know Liverpool has gone up stepped it up another gear yeah, yeah. but as soon as he's just stepped it up another gear and won get the game done rather yeah. than you know you're hanging on a 1-0 really and then you're taking a striker off and putting a defender on. Yeah. You're playing against 10 men. And the <coughs> best one in the world at Everton's confidence is sky high. Well, when Everton started having a little bit of goal, that's when we had the breakaway, wasn't it? That's yeah. right. You know, that's few, right. Yeah, I think that was one of the positives. Transition's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, um, the, the Ashley Young definitely changed about the Sheriff of as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And he was a fool. I thought he should have been, as you said. He could have gone off earlier, couldn't he? Because yeah. he uh, was his sense, you know. He, couldn't he? Yeah, and I think he's been a good signer for Everton this year yeah. as well. Yeah, to, to a large extent, his yeah. experience. He's, uh, but I thought once he was, once he went, I felt a lot more confident we're gonna we're gonna walk away with it yeah. personally. Jimmy, do you think Craig Pawson bottled it by not sending the yeah. Kanate off? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I don't think it would have changed much because I think ten against ten anyway. I think Liverpool got better players. That's just the reality of it, in my view, anyway. Um, so no, it didn't. And, and I think the, the standard of referee in any way has gradually declined. I mean. You know, the Tottenham game was only a few weeks before. Yeah. I think, you know, whether, you know, maybe the Reds won't like this or not, but there's always a tendency to kind of, like, make it better, make it, you know yeah, what I mean? Well, yeah. I, 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 I would have agreed with that until I seen the week after when we had the most stonewall sending off. You know, when our player gets yanked back, I was at the referees' meeting with Howard Webb at the start of the season, or the league managers' meeting with Howard Webb. And he showed us videos of players not playing the ball and giving a penalty away. If it's a goal-scoring opportunity, will be an automatic red. The double jeopardy doesn't apply to that. Well, it's, it that was, was that's it, how Van Dijk went, wasn't it? So, so that, so that, yeah, yeah, so that was far worse than Van Dijk's. And yet, you know, we went to VAR and they didn't deem it was it was enough to send him to the to the monitor. It, it, absolutely ludicrous. Which game yeah. was that? Sorry, it was the is the Brighton game. Yeah. Yeah. But you're always going to get some, you know, inconsistencies between referee and referee. But I mean, the, the, the Tottenham game... But you shouldn't game, get it on the telly, should you? Well, the Tottenham game is like a different, was on a completely different level, wasn't it? A complete, mm. you know, disorganisation, yeah. you know, it was, it was a complete nonsensical stuff. So I think you're always going to get one referee saying yay, one referee saying no. No, I, I would agree with that entirely. But then when, when they get given a set of parameters, and the parameter was, ask yourself these two questions... Was the, was the player in a position to have a strike on goal or to score a goal? If it's yes, did the player who fouled him play mm. the ball? If it's no, you have to be sent off. Yeah. Mm. Well, it met both parameters, so yeah, you yeah, had yeah, to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there was, there was yeah. no excuse right. for that. No excuse at all. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Whether it's the legendary Lionesses, grassroots or expert analysis of the women's leagues, Women's Football News has it all covered. A brand new monthly magazine packed with news, interviews and expert opinion. Don't miss Women's Football News. Pick up a copy today from participating retailers. Women's Football is here to stay and so are we.
I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm not disagreeing with your view on it. What I'm saying is that there's a difference, I think, in terms of when something's gone wrong. Even during a match, don't you? And most supporters would turn around and say, if the referee's made a real rick, yeah. you know what I mean, dropped mm. a brick and what have you, he'll compensate in some way, shape, or form. You know, and and I think that was the that was the what happened in the derby match. I don't think it would have changed the, unfortunately the results. So you, th- you were thinking he had Tottenham in his head. Uh, well, I, well, I, I think every referee who's referee in Liverpool now must have that because you can't just not know what you do, what you know. But, but, you know what but, I mean? but what I'm saying to you is, if that was the case, the week before and the week after the Tottenham game, mm. they had the most blatant sending off not given against yeah. them. So it can't be in the Reds, can it? Because if it was in the Reds, they'd have automatically sent them well, off. Maybe, did, maybe they're still processing. Well, it. possibly. <laughs> but the the, the harsh reality is. Canate shouldn't have made the second foul and he yeah. should have been sent off. Been yeah, it's yeah, a second yeah. yellow. Yeah. In, the, in the nature of how he was refereeing the game, it was yeah. a second yellow. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not saying he bottled it. I'm just saying it, it was a bad decision. Because yeah, so, yeah. he, he yeah. had to send him off. Yeah. Are we saying, Peter, I, I think that the, the VAR has actually made it referees worse. For yeah, yeah. We've always had a goal referees. That's a big part of Bar's love. But I don't know whether the scale... Who land on it too much? Yeah, yeah. It's just making decisions. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly right. Yeah, because yeah. if you look at the um, the handball that we got the penalty from, yeah. you know, it, his arm was so far... And Paul, Paul, he didn't give it, did he? He didn't give it, because he must be thinking, yeah. I'll wait to... Well, yeah, yeah, well, precisely, that's it. You know, he never gave it, did he? He gave no. the corner, didn't he? They're actually not refereeing the game, no. in that respect. I think, well, yeah. I think referees have lost the, uh, the, the ability to deal with ambiguity and grey. No, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, and, and they're like leaning too much on VAR rather than their yeah. own well, we, 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 had a, we had a vote when I was at, The league managers had a vote um, about eight years ago, nine years ago. And I'm not saying that this was a, a definitive vote, but they, they were garnering our opinion on whether to bring VAR in. And I, I raised the point, I said, well, if you... I said, it's all well and good them getting the decisions right. And most of the, of the people in the room were in favour of it. And I said, it's all, all well and good getting the decisions right. And I'm, everyone's craving that. I said, but what you've got to realise is if you look at the game from a fan's perspective, I said, you won't, be, you won't have that five seconds of, of jubilation yeah. when you score a goal. Yeah. And that's what you Absolutely. go to a match for. That's, what you, that that's rush, the release, isn't it? Yeah. That rush. Yeah. You can't have that anymore. Uh, or you might have it twice. Yeah. When the VAR yeah. decision comes in. Or, you, know. or, or you might have it when you can see it and then it gets us allowed. But it's ridiculous. So I when I go to Anfield, I, I, I never ever stand up when we score. When I watch it on the TV, I never yeah. I never I never celebrate. Because yeah. I'm always thinking, well, what's happened five minutes ago? Yeah, 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 like yeah. a joke. Talk. Well, I do the think about Do you think about VAR? I think I don't see that it does not improve the quality of play on the pitch. The old back pass rule when that changed, I think it Please. did. I think it did. This is for me superfluous. It's just yeah, it yeah, be yeah. Go line yeah. technology all day long, not a problem. Yeah. VAR, I, I'd, I'd scrap it tomorrow. Yeah, but I'm be careful. Yeah, and I agree. Because, but be careful what we wish for. We put so much pressure on referees making poor, what we would yeah. consider poor decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't allow the human elements of it. Now, I, now yeah. I'm really, really concerned about the way judgments are being made. Yeah. Because now we're watching freeze frames here. Football's a dynamic game. Correct. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, even when you watch it on the television, whether it's you know in the Everton penalty, you know. The arm being hung out there, and you and you look at it, you go penalty every single day. Yeah. The ball, yeah. his hand didn't move towards the ball. I don't know why he had that body shape. I mean, I don't know. It looked like he was watching the basketball. Bus to speak. <laughs> <laughs> like he was catching the bus yeah. to speak or something. Yeah, you know it was. I mean? I, I, 
In this day and age, penalty all day long. Oh, all day yeah, long. Yeah. But, but I, the reality but is, he didn't. It's, he didn't not handball, it? it's not deliberate handball. Well, it? But it's 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 interesting what you say because you you start questioning the motives of the decision. Yeah. Because if you go back to the Everton Man City game, which could have, unfortunately, it didn't relegate Everton, but it could have easily relegated Everton. Um, and it won Manchester City the title. Yeah. The non-penalty. Yeah. That. The, the question was, did it hit him on, on the T-shirt? That's the, the, the yeah. new thing. It did. It clearly hit him on the arm. Yeah. The, the, uh, the VAR could clearly see where it hit him. That was the only question. I did it him on the arm. Yeah. It had. And the, no penalty was given. Mm. And then, then, you're talking about a decision that could cost the club Millions. three or four hundred million. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's one man city at the time. Yeah. But in that particular incident, the only person in the ground and on the pitch who thought it wasn't a penalty was the referee. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, and the, yeah, in the, on the pitch, but, then, yeah. but the VAR. Yeah. You know, the VAR, so then you're wondering, you know, if you, if you go right back to the, the initial Tottenham one and the non sending off yeah. of uh, Harry Kane and the non penalty on Jota, they just defy belief. Yeah. They, they, they defy any logic, and yeah. that's why. I, I lost all I thought it lost all credibility that day mm-hmm. when yeah. you get two decisions both yeah. against the same team Yeah, it lost all credibility mm. but I don't think we're training referees up in the right way it was really interesting I was watching the Mason the video, you, know, yeah, the spat, you know the spat they had on Sky Sports mm-hmm. when Mason after the Tottenham yeah. game the yeah, yeah. Tottenham game and the spat they had with the, uh, the, with, the, with the referee and what have you and the referee was saying he couldn't stop the game it's against the law but what about the spirit of the game? Yeah, what yeah. about fairness? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, would, I would have thought if the referee had to turn around and go, listen, I'm going to go on the tannoy and say, listen, folks, made up, drop the ball. People would have booed him. We were, we were watching the golf. The spirit of the game. The spirit of the game That's actually wrong because how many times have you seen a team kick off and there's been another player in the half, so they say, no, kick off again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can, you can, you can do it. Of course you can. Of course you can. Yeah, yeah. Of course yeah. you can. I mean, there's yeah. no thing yeah. what's going to happen. The stand's going to fall down yeah. or something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But I was watching the, the, rugby, league, the, rugby, the rugby union finals, you know, um, recently, and you see the, uh, when they do the, the reviews of the, the situation, huh? the conversations that they're having mm. are all structured, dead easy. Yeah. And, done, and the referee's going, so I'm confirming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and bang, that's it. There isn't any confusion at all about what's. What's going on? So I don't know how you apply that in the football side. Of things, FIFA don't want that, do they? That's why it's that not right? put, at the moment it's FIFA yeah. who objecting to that. On what grounds, please? I'm not too sure, yeah. but they just don't. They just don't want to bring it in, you right. know. But it might change, obviously. But I mean, in terms of, I think you know, obviously we we agree that the referee and yeah. standards have gone down. But in terms of the quality of the derby match, yeah, uh, the actual play. I mean, Diaz was tearing them apart, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Not only Ashley. Actually, young, but when passes and come on, yeah. you know, he had a, he had a good game. Diaz didn't he? he did, yeah. I didn't think Liverpool played that well. No, no, I surprised. He had seventy-eight eight percent possession, and at one stage in the second half, it was ninety-four-six. You know, yeah. so that's your You're going to get that with ten no one. Well, oh, yeah. well, if you looked at statistics over the last three years, when Everton and Tins was like holding onto the ball, they very, very rarely win, and this is against the poorer teams. They very, very rarely win the possession game. I think they, uh, uh, every now and again they'll play a poor team and they'll have that. But my concern has been Everson for a number of years now can't keep the darn ball. 
They just can't keep the darn ball. You know what yeah. I mean? The goalkeeper throws out to one of the full backs, full max knocks it into the midfield, and almost inevitably there's one more pass before we lose the darn thing. Yeah, yeah. You're never gonna win any type of football match if that's if that's the way you can't keep the darn ball. And it's not because of tactics, it's because we haven't got good enough players. Yeah. And that's, and who's who's fault that then, Jimmy? I mean, is that Tyson? Well, well, I, I mean, you know, you know, I, I think there's a broader conversation about the way the club was run. You know, I and mean, God love, you know, God rest his soul. Bill Kenwright has just passed away, and what yeah. have you, and he was top of the tree for a while, um, and and he brought brought in Mashiri. But there's something wrong. I mean, you don't need to be a genius to know that there's something wrong at the club whether it's about leadership, direction, whatever. Um, the one thing about, I think we need someone, and I know they're as rare as hen's teeth, but we need a Shankly, we need a club. Yeah. Someone who can grab hold of the club and really pull the club and say, yeah. the most important thing in this football club is the darn football team. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, I I agree with you there, but it's very, very difficult now because money dictates everything now. You know... I, I, I mean, Everton are a miles bigger club than Aston Villa and always will be in miles. Yeah. But I, I, mean, I hear Everton fans complain when, when, when Villa beat them and beat them heavily. But if you look at the money Villa spending, and I know people will say, well, Everton have spent X amount over the last seven or eight years, but what are they spending now? Mm-hmm. They're not spending any more than 20 no. million on a player. And it sounds ridiculous, but you're getting nothing for 20 million. So you've got to go into the 50 and 60 millions before <coughs> you make you buy signed players. You make a difference to your team. Then, so they've got the problem is one, you can't afford to spend it because they're, they're, they're already followed the uh, fair play rules. Two, they've got to then give them wages, yeah. which which they can't afford. And three, the players don't want to come. Mm. Now, no. I, I, I encounter them same problems at a really lower level, but I haven't got the money to get to. Last year, I didn't have the money to attract players into League One. Yeah. I certainly couldn't pay the wages. And they didn't want to come to us, they wanted to go to a more glamorous team. Yeah. So you can be more glamorous than Atkinson Sally. <laughs> but that's the problem that you've got. So that's the problem that everyone will face. Yeah, yeah. Until they get a super investment or a, or a you know a mega investment. Do you think um, the ground you know the ground will change the fortune? But you're not you're not gonna sign for the for the team just because it's got a nice new ground. History tells you that every team who moves to a new ground goes through a period of yeah. Of strife. Yeah, yeah. You know that. that, that it, yeah. Everyone's yeah. Yeah. So it's very, very difficult for everyone at the moment. And I feel sorry for them because oh, they're not. No, 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 generally do. I generally do. And, and and really because how do you get out of this? You know, it's it's all about money now, and it's getting yeah. worse and worse and worse. And you know, if you can't if you can't sign the best players. Then you're expecting your manager to work miracles, and I'm telling you now, yeah, you can tweak them a little bit, and you can improve them. You can Le- you can make you can make players better. Le- you'll get the odds. You'll get the odds one off. You'll get the odds one off. Of course, yeah. And that will book the sense. But in the main, you finish where your budget dictates it. That's why Liverpool have booked the sense for yeah. a few years by winning titles, by winning European cups, when they were the fourth highest spenders, 
And the fact, the fact is, it's That's difficult because to of the genius of Klopp, isn't it? And by the way, uh, John, yeah. is that a Clive Thomas T-shirt you've got on the? No, on, on, on the you're getting judged on on not a level playing field. Well, we might as well all just pack in then, mightn't we? You know what I mean? No, we might I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But where should Everton be in the pecking order now? Seriously, no, forget the fact that globally they're a massive club and they have they got great history. Where should they be in the pecking well, order? Well, and the pecking order, they should be where they are, four or fifth from bottom. Because uh, that's what they're paying. I, I believe in international Evertonianism, you see. And I think, you know, when you're talking about kind of like the global elite and what have you, someone's that decided that Everton <laughs> aren't going to be successful. The global elite have decided that Everton are going to be crap. Well, when, well, well, when he initially spent the money, he didn't make good signs. So that's down to the head of recruitment and the person who employed the head of recruitment and to a certain extent the manager. So when they had the money to spend, which was going back four or five, maybe six years ago. Spent it badly. They didn't spend it well. So that, so that was bad. And that, that's where all their problems have started now. Because you end up having an ageing playing squad who are on far too much money. And in, you're going into a situation now where everyone's throwing money at it. Yeah. And, and you're getting left behind. And unfortunately now in the Premier League, money will dictate it. And that's why Man City and Newcastle is the latter ones to the party. Yeah. And Chelsea, they will never finish out the top six. And Everton are a much bigger club than they are, Newcastle. Of course they are. Yeah. You know. But it's strange as well, though, because that young lad there left back there, the Ukrainian lad, he had a good game against Salah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that Everton should have, would have taken advantage of that. And is that down to the manager, making sure that they do take advantage of the end? Opportunities that, that they do get. Didn't seem to I take think it was it, a case of Dice setting up to it being hard to beat. Course. And he nearly, well, yeah, he yeah, nearly he did, did it, didn't he? You know what I mean? We were getting yeah. frustrated yeah. on the penalty, really, yeah. you know. Of course, I mean, that's the only game in town for Everton at the moment in time. I mean, when you look at the start of the season, we've already lost at home to three of the four of the, of the teams will be around us at the end of the season. Yeah. At home, we've lost yeah, yeah. to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's a and, and, that, and that means that when at the end of the back end of the season, when we're playing these teams and probably fighting for our lives, we're already up against it. You know, so what Sean Dyke is doing, which is what Dyche is doing, is actually quite right. We've got to be a tight unit, we've got to get our foot in, we've got to like try and bully teams. But at mm. the moment, I don't think he's got the personnel to actually play that, you know, that really, yeah, you know, yeah. closing down, Neil's hard right. to beat. Yeah. So, 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 he's in a, so, he's, no, so he's in a hybrid situation of going. We've got some players who can play, and some, but we haven't got that, as I say, whether you call it personality or style of play. Everson haven't got that yet. Well, they haven't got a team who can open up. I went to the Arsenal game, and it's the most disappointed I've, I've been watching Everton for a long time. Mm. Um, and the fans were being a little bit, well, a little bit anxious. But if you haven't got the players to open up, You've got to sign to the best with what you've got, and he's doing the best with what he's got. Yeah, I think, yeah, in my yeah. opinion, I would say so. I, I think he's the best man for the job yeah. because he's, 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 he's already done it with Burnley. I, I would settle for Burnley Mark too. Yeah, you know what I mean. At this stage, at this time, the school of science would settle for Burnley Mark. I, at this moment in time, I would settle for Burnley Mark too. You know what I mean. And I know that might upset some of my Everton colleagues and what have you. The purest, the reality, yeah, the purest. Because we're a long, long way. The school of science, 68, 69, 70, yeah, fantastic. You know, I remember watching myself when I was a lad. And football, that, you know, you could only dream of in terms of possession and power and pace and all those kind of things. But that team faded. Obviously, we, we had the mid-80s when we were back into our pomp again. But that team, again, you know, was put together 
starting off by real good players putting the foot in, winning the winning the battle. You know, Shanky used to always turn around and say, didn't he? You've got to win the physical battle before yeah. your skill and your and and at the moment we haven't got enough to do that first bit before and we haven't got the players to do the second bit. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. you have to press them though, you don't have to tell me. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it's just the, the, the realism mm. of it. You know, yeah. I mean, I've, I've spent enough time going to rugby matches thinking, oh, if only, if only, if we might, or we might, or we might. But for the last four or five years, Liverpool have, I mean, the, the, the head and shoulders by some considerable... Oh, you know, shadow of a doubt. You know, yeah, a, 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 yeah, above yeah. Everton. And there's no use trying to pretend what we've got to draw Liverpool into is a battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. you've got to have the players to win the battle. Yeah. And at this and, moment and in obviously time, Obviously, with we the, the way the Premier League is now, it's very hard to do that, isn't it? Because, you know, people are going to be getting sets off all the time. You know, well, and so. I mean, Liverpool's game is based on pressing. Yeah. And I think that's what you're talking about now, aren't you? You're talking about kicking the, you know, the opposition. You're talking about making it difficult for them to Dodge play. Ball, yeah. yeah. So you've got to have the legs and you've got to have the people who, who are going to put their foot in. And that might ruffle the feathers. Now, ever since it for, what, half an hour? 40 minutes. And and then the, se- the sending off happens, whether yeah. they would have been able to maintain that for 90 minutes, because we all know, don't we, that it's such a powerful game now, that being able to run around chasing the ball for 90 minutes when you're only getting 24% of the possession yeah. is a really difficult ask. There's some, yeah. uh, some stats here. We are, uh, Liverpool had 26 shots compared to Everton 6, uh, and Liverpool 6 on target compared to Everton's 1 so it, that's a reflection and of the game and that 1 was in the first minute yeah yeah, yeah. and that, that's probably a reflection of the game isn't it but let's move on now to the um, to lose game because before the game there was a pretty good tribute to uh, Bill Kenwright uh, before the match and yeah, he played uh, He Ain't Heavy the Justice Collective version mm-hmm. um, from uh, Christmas uh, 2012 mm-hmm. because he originally played that after the Hillsborough Independent Panel Report came out, mm. and he played it, I think it was against Newcastle on Monday night, mm. and they played it on mm. the, at Goodison, and he played it, the Hollies version of yeah. Ains Heavy. Right. So that inspired us to re-record the Ains Heavy, and you know, it's, it's that type of thing that you know the the human of yeah. Bill Kenwright. I mean, I know he took a lot of stick in 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 the final years and that, but. That's inevitable. David Moore's took a lot of stick yeah, because he sold to the Americans, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, in a way, it's it's the, the last of those type of owners, isn't it? The David Moores and the yeah. Bill Kenwrights because I, nation states are taking over. Yeah. Alleluia Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't, I don't anyone, unless you're being really cynical and, and being, you know, part of the toxic, you know, kind of like part of the Everton supporters club, you know what I mean, in terms of like the disappointment being turned into a certain amount of toxicity, both on the ground and outside, is that the man was an Evertonian yeah, all yeah. the way through yeah, and he was a decent man. Mm. You know, I know there's all these stories about, oh yeah, he made money and all this kind of stuff. I, I, I honestly don't believe it. You know, um, I do believe the fact that he mortgaged his house to be able to buy the, buy, to buy the yeah. club. You know, and, and everyone who talks about him, and I know, you know, no one talks ill of the dead, 
But even before he went, people were talking about nice things. I think he was an honourable man. I met him a couple of times. I had a nice conversation with him. He was courteous. Yeah. He was polite. Yeah. Um, and and we need more people like that, to be honest with you, in the mm-hmm. game. Because mm-hmm. the spirit of the game is, is governed by people who genuinely believe that football is the best game in the world. But he was of a different age, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yes. And another person who uh, passed away... Bobby Charlton, who we've got to mention him because he's of the same ilk, isn't he? Really, even though I know he did go into management, it wasn't you know uh, very big success. But everyone who came across him thought he was, you know, right. I I think, I I mean, I you know, even as an Evertonian, I I quite admire the way Jurgen Klopp kind of carries himself. I think, I think Jurgen Klopp, Sean Dyche, and what have you, they believe in, in the game the way the game should be played you know what I mean yeah. and they believe in, in whatever you want to call you know the heart of football is an honourable heart yeah. you know best game in the world played properly and what have you and played fairly that's just why we get you know I got upset with Liverpool in the Tottenham game as a, as, a, as a staunch Evertonian because I felt that the heart of the game was being ruined by really really poor decisions and yeah. unfairness and injustice yeah. and, and the one thing about, about football you know, when you play it, you know, when, when we, years ago when we used to put two coats down and what have you was, even then, people would like stop the game, wouldn't they? And they thought, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. say, no, hold on a second. Over the ball. You know, when you were yeah. referee yeah. yourself, yeah. you know what I mean? So you wouldn't be a fan of Mourinho then, would yeah. you, yeah. Yeah. Up on that basis? Well, that kind of cynical, Cynicism, yeah. cynical yeah. approach yeah. to the game as, as its repercussions. Yeah. I think when you think about Cam Knight, I think, yeah, you're right, he's, he was a fan first and foremost. And sometimes you can possibly let your heart really and I think he's made some decisions emotional trying to please the fans a bit too much the sad thing for me is that you know you, you don't want to see people die uh, and this, the sad thing for me is there's, there's a, a big part of the Everton fan base who would willingly sell to a to a, a make a state owned club yeah. just to have the success and unfortunately yeah. that's what fans are turned into you know they, well, they crave success they, they crave success so they're, they're not bothered about it being state owned they're not bothered who owns it they're just bothered about their name winning games of football yeah. and it, it's it's sad isn't it it's sad when it gets down to it yeah, I, 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 I've, I've got to disagree with you there one of the things that keeps me kind of like sure. you know no no keeps me I, I believe Everson have got a really good moral centre Know what I mean? One of the things that what, I the just, club, the fans, or no, the club, club, the club has got a moral sense, and the fans have got a moral sense. I, I think we, I think that a lot of the fans would reject some of the things like the Newcastle path and what have you, and maybe even some of the American. Well, well, well I, I can't prove it because I can't go around all the Everton supporters and ask them for the survey. All I can do I, I, I is think say it's the wrong time say, to be speaking about morals yeah, yeah. as well with the inquiry going on. So. <laughs> I think the <laughs> younger, the younger gen- yeah. about the points of reduction. Oh, yeah, the well, younger if, generation, I think, it rules, might have a different. If, we bro- if Everton broke the rules, they deserve the twelve points or whatever deduction. Yeah, you, you can't get away. I believe Man City should have had points deducted. I think again, again, the, about FIFA and FIFA and the moral centre of the game being mm. being destroyed by some of the corruption that happens in, in the game, and that's filtering through. You know, we've got now got um, you know the the the, um, the Newcastle lad now just be, ten games suspended. Mm. Yeah, 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 you know, ten months he's suspension. Back, he's back because, in the squad, don't he? Yeah, yeah but yeah. only because official. FIFA haven't ratified yeah, yeah, yeah. it yet. Yeah. All those decisions begin to move back that kind of like you know the Bobby Charlton's, what we're talking, the Bill Shankleys. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Harry Catchicks, mm-hmm. you know, all the old, uh, you know, and, and what, I, and, what, what all comes, what it all comes back to is money. Mm-hmm. Everything comes back to money, yeah. and that's it's a sad the way football's gone now. 
it's not the working man's game anymore. And, it hasn't been for a while, Joe. It hasn't been for a while. So I, I went But it is in Germany. But, but, it's not, but we're not talking about Germany, we're talking about England and English football. And the, the fact is, when my dad got, was working and I was a kid, so my dad's wage, footballers would be on five or six times his wage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd be made up to get five or six times his wage and they would be revered by my dad. Yeah, yeah. And to go to match would have cost probably a hundredth of my dad's wage to go to match. So for, so for him to let me and my brother go to match, yeah. it had cost him two hundredths of his wage. Mm. Or it, it, maybe two fiftieths at the, at the best to go to match. So now, footballers are on your dad's wage, are on a thousand times your dad's wage. Mm. Some more, some, some less. But to go to match is probably a sixth or a seventh or an eighth of your dad's wage. Yeah, yeah. So now you can't you can't do it. You can't you can't take two kids to the match if you're a normal working class fella and you can't afford it. Well, I, I gave uh, I got tickets for a young kid from uh, Cumbria. Like, it was a mate of mine. He's a grandson of a mate of mine. First ever game at, uh, at Anfield. The kid was, was so excited. It was unbelievable. And they were staying in the hotel, the Phoenix Hotel. There was all the Toulouse fans there and everything. And you don't see that anymore, though, John. You don't see it often enough. No. That's what we did. You know, we went to match on our own, cure up outside and all that sort of stuff. I'm not sure whether you can... Do you believe that that, that is... You can get back to that? And that well, I, I, I don't think anyone can say the money's just wasted all the way. You look at like German, no one can say now the Bundesliga is a, is a, is a rubbish um, league. You know what I mean? Uh, they have a completely different model of how they have sustained Yeah, but there's not much competition to Bayern Munich, is there? Because they've, they've always got the money. No, now. but all, 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 not just Bayern Munich, all the other German clubs are based on a, a certain amount yeah. of like 51% of fan ownership, exactly. How does that work in practice, though? I mean, 51% of the fan. Do what? Well, it means that the fans have more influence on where the, you know, the yeah. club's direction and all that kind of thing. When you because they, model, Germans see it as a community asset. Exactly. That's what's gone wrong with the Premier League. And that's where they've been able to... See, you know, Abramovich changed the goalpost, didn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's... It, that, that, uh, the horse has bolted, isn't it? The horse has bolted, bolted yeah. because that's of the cool. very fact that you've got uh, clubs like City and Newcastle owned by states, you know, and they're pretending they're not states. Means that you know that that's the horse has already bolted, you know. So I don't know how it would, legislation would get it back. You can't get it back. You can't no. get it back. No. You, 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 I'm telling you now. In a, in a couple of years' time, if if the progression goes with the players going to the Middle East for big money, mm-hmm. and and then they can spend whatever they want, mm. the problem that you're going to get is you it's going to be like hyperinflation, where you, you won't be able to spend the money. So mm. it'd be like spending ten thousand for a loaf. It, that's what it's going to become. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it'll just be, well, I want him. It doesn't matter. And I'll give you that money, but you can't spend it because you're not going to be able to buy anyone. Yeah, better with with it. If it's any yeah. consolation, John, uh, I don't know if you read the other day, but uh, Henderson's team, Gerard's team, got beat in front of 450 people. 450 people or something. Yeah. You know, so 696 it was. 696. Apparently. Or yeah. The others must have been on freebies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's ridiculous, isn't it? But it's not sustainable unless some of the big, like Sky or whatever, or some of the American companies begin to turn around and say, we'll televise, and that's got to be about competition and the yeah, importance yeah. of it. Yeah. It's like the golf, isn't it? Like well, the it, is the sustainable. it is sustainable for them, because they, they think they've got unlimited money. Mm. Yeah, but that, that, that'll have no effect on things like the Premier League or the Bundesliga and what have you. you know, okay, they might well, what say, if you take the best players? Well, well, 
Mm. It's no use the best players playing in the league that no one's watching because there'll be new better players, won't there? Don't you the need Saudi Arabia and, and countries like that are interested in, in players like that? Is because they're obsessed with the Premier League, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. They, you know, they're not interested but, in the What I'm saying is, if, you, if, you, if enough go <clears throat> and enough of the top players, so it, it's admirable that a lot of top players have swerved it, but eventually they'll, they'll get. You know, I, I, I hope they don't. But if they do, and if, if all the top players gravitate towards that for the money, yeah. what you'll have, you'll have the UEFA will have no alternative but to invite them into the championship. At hundred percent, I know that Super League they is still to. on the horizon. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anyway, uh, going back to um, Toulouse um, in the Europa, do you reckon any of their players will be uh, Saudi Arabian teams will be after them? I so, don't think so. so <laughs> because I mean, the lads are you know, he was okay. Player. But what I mean is like the the gulf between yeah. Europa and, the, and, well, and Liverpool. When you watch the game, after, when you watch the game after about five minutes, you knew that the result wasn't in doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's a stroll in the park. Wasn't it? it was, and, they, and to be fair, they they caused us quite a few problems. Um, you know that you wouldn't expect them to. But they did. But that, the, the thing about winning that Europa League, all you've got to do is hope Seville's not going to win. Have you booked for Dublin? No, <laughs> no, I'm still scarred through the past. You've got to write you on. Have we, we, well, Fritz, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we know Peter. We all agreed, no more. Yeah. No more European game. We're watching on the telly, obviously. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that, was, that was just. It depends who drops much. down from the Euro- European. Yeah. Man United and Liverpool and Dublin. Yeah, that's my prediction. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Yeah. That, that anyway, it was it was a stroll in the park. But how did Nunes miss that chance? Because he did absolutely <laughs> brilliant. He was superb. He did wasn't absolutely he? brilliantly. Like the way his movements and that. And then you think, how can he miss it? Yeah. It's, it's, well, look, all four of all four of us would have slotted it. I, I, missed, <laughs> I missed one of them once. I was in the Cubs. I was six. Yeah. Playing the under eighteens. No, it, 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 he should have just had another touch, and he, he thought that it was it was just a yeah, a it was a goal, yeah. it was a roller. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's he's underestimated the fact that he was going away from the goal. Yeah. But what about the what about the Toulouse player? Yeah, who had ninety percent of the goals. He shot to blast at the Trent. Unbelievable. I mean, there was laughter around the ground. It's like there wasn't much happening apart from the Toulouse fans. Singing all through the game like PSG did, yeah. and they came a few years ago, and they yeah. were fantastic. They even went to Central Station, didn't they? I don't know if you saw the footage. Yeah, yeah, but in yeah. Central Station, yeah. obviously trying to source out the new trains. <laughs> you, you, go any back, you go back to Nunes though. The crowd, the way the crowd have taken to him, yeah, yeah. does tell you that they still enjoy seeing. He's a footballer who could have played in the area that yeah. we just been yeah. speaking about. Yeah. They love him to death, don't yeah, they? Yeah, the, yeah. The good part about the Toulouse mess though it was. Going back to the days of goalie on the spot, wasn't it? How <laughs> <laughs> many plays on the field? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goalie yeah, on the spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've got yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got Forest on uh, Sunday. So you know after after the first forty four games in the Premier League, 
Um, so that was last season and, and, and September, August and September this season. They'd never had a draw, but in since then, uh, since October, they've had four draws in the last five games. So mm-hmm. they've tightened up, haven't they? They've done yeah. exactly what you were thinking Everton should try and do. But Cooper's tightened up from yeah. losing games to drawing games now. Mm-hmm. So how do you see it, John, on, on, on Sunday? Well, it's, a, it's a game everyone expects you to win, yeah. or everyone expects Liverpool to win. I know teams try to tighten up against Liverpool. Did. Liverpool, over the last 12 months, I think they've been very, very vulnerable in the first five or ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Everton had that opportunity after that. And Villa showed that, didn't they? Yeah. So I think, um, I think their best way of getting anything is to attack Liverpool and try and score early on. Because the longer the game goes on, the more you fancy Liverpool. Sure. Yeah. Well, Liverpool's bench was, was packed with stars, wasn't it, on the last night? Yeah. So. They're fifth for the for the game. I expect Liverpool to cruise this one. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I like the hunger of Salah wanting to come yeah. on to score. Yeah, yeah. Because that's all he's come on to. Absolutely. He's only come on saying that. I want to score. That's a direct effort to make come on. It's a bit of a trivia for you. Liverpool haven't lost to a team, um, beginning with N, since Norwich Peters in the first day. Uh, and sorry, the last day of the, the cup in Jesus. April 1994. And interestingly enough, Everson are unbeaten against Jeremy teams Jones. that begin with an X. Jeremy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> have, they, have they not lost to Newcastle? No. What? Not lost to Newcastle? Not at home, no. Not at home, no. Oh, was that an equaliser that he got later on? Mm. Yeah, well, anyway, that's, that's on the Premier League website, so it must be yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Goss scored that goal, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, Chris Cavana's in charge. Uh, any any thoughts on him, John? Have you had any experience in uh, I mean, what you've got to realise is that they don't go out to make mistakes. They don't they don't go out to court controversy. Uh, it's a difficult job, and I think I think they haven't had the help that they they, they should get off VAR for yeah. one. I think it's it's put them on the back foot a little bit as well with the decision making. And the, the big frustrating thing for me at the moment is that. Uh, Linesman or assistant referees, they call now, uh, told to keep the flag down, you know, if there's a little bit of doubt. Yeah. But then they could miss the chance and they get a corner from something that's offside. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that's enough, the yeah. thing that should be yeah, yeah, yeah. eradicated. Yeah. You shouldn't get a corner for something that's offside that you can fix. You know, mm-hmm. they should say, well, no, by the way, that was, that was offside. Yeah. Another stat for the uh, Notts Forest game the last four games have produced 23 goals. So that's nearly six goals per game. Uh, can you see Against that? Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool versus Forest. Well. I think so. I, Twenty-three I, I, goals. Honestly, I, I mean, I, I take you know the statistics, you know, lies, damn statistics, and what have you. I mean, who did they play in those last five games? Yeah, you can see it now and say, oh, they've tightened up. Is that about the Los Forest games? Not the Forest. Yeah. When they drew, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, who have they played? You know, have yeah. they really tightened up? I, I, I think that's a three-nil Liverpool win all day. Yeah. Well, so, That's what I've so did Stan Collymore said that on the radio before. 3-0, yeah, 3-0. He rang me up, he rang me up. He's done manly scars about the two guns of these in the European Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway, you've been listening to Valet La Rouge. I'd like to thank uh, John Coleman, um, Atkinson Stanley's manager, Jimmy Clark, who doesn't manage any team at the moment, <laughs> but he would like to manage him. Yes, he can. <laughs> and uh, Paul Taylor for uh, doing this. And uh, another stat... Um, According to the Echo, this was uh, not this particular podcast, but the Blood Red series of podcasts for the Liverpool Echo had uh, 
about a million downloads last month. Wow. So that's not bad, is it? Yeah. You know. So thanks. The post, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to everyone all around the world who's listening to these, and uh, especially thanks to Jimmy because I know it's been difficult uh, coming in and, and facing three Liverpoolians, three to one. That's about the uh, ratio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. As I say, I've got four kids, three reds, one blue, so it's always three. Something. I mean, never yeah. even mentioned Sandy Brown, did we see that? No. <laughs> Classic derbies. Thanks very much for listening. See you again in a couple of weeks. Allez, les rouges. You've been listening to Allez, les rouges from the Liverpool Echoes Blood Red Channel.